what are the key questions that we need to ask to really define our purpose, to define our plan for success? And all of the successful people that I know, all of them have asked good quality questions and they're able to answer them clearly for their life. And this is my take and these questions of what I think we need to identify. And then I want your opinions on it. The five questions I think for us to really define purpose and to create a plan. First is who am I? That's identity. The second, where am I from? That's our source. The third, why am I here or what am I doing here? That's back to the purpose. The fourth, what can I do and how will I do it? That's our vision. And lastly, where am I going or how will I get there? The plan. Mm. And these five questions are repeatedly asked from many of the world's leading thought leaders, whether it be Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Miles Monroe, uh, Gary Vee, I can go on and on. They all wrap around these five questions. So what do you boys think of these questions and how important are they to authentically answer them for us to be able to be clear about our form of life? Well, go ahead, go ahead, Harp, take it away. I think that's a great segue, Heath, um, because um, I, I've heard this story a few years ago. I, I uh, actually can picture it because I was in Estonia a number of years ago, just after it, it had kind of declared its independence from Russia. And so I pictured this story happening there, um, likely fictional, but uh, a, a great kind of uh, inventor was walking along rather absentmindedly in Estonia and crossed the border, the Russian border, and was kind of w wandering around and trying to discover what he needed to do. And, and all of a sudden, a Russian soldier with a gun pointed at him, stopped him and said, who are you? And what are you doing here? And uh, the absent-minded uh, you know, scientist stopped and listened to him and said, what did you say? And again, very gruffly, the, the, the soldier said, who are you and what are you doing here? And, uh, and so rather than answering that question, the scientist says, well, that's brilliant. I, I'm gonna pay you $500 a month. Every day you point your gun at me and say, who are you? And what are you doing here? So those are two elements and maybe even captures a couple of those questions, Heath, that you're talking about, is we can absentmindedly work our way around and think we're doing something, dreaming, thinking, planning. Um, but if we're startled, especially with a sense of a bit of adrenaline pumping through us, and we're saying, okay, who am I? Um, and you're distinct, and this is where I believe God has made us distinctly different in individuals. And, and I'm not uh, required to be Heath or Bob, I'm required to be Harvey. And what is that? Who am I? Who, who am I created to be? And, and then the big question is, okay, that being the case, uh, what, what am I doing here? And coming back, coming back to that question, you know? And, and often in an organization, coming back to your question, maybe number four or five of, of those you said, but often who I'm talking in the organization, one of the key questions you'd 
often ask personally is, what are the things that only you can do in this organization? And uh, so if those are things that no one else can do in this organization, that's what you have to be doing because we get tangled up with all sorts of other things that aren't important. So I think, I think those questions are really, really great. And, um, and honestly, if I, it's, it's like if I had paid somebody $500 to put a gun towards me and ask them every day, I think, I think my life would actually change. I think I would approach things uh, critically different. So, boy, it, can you can you get something associated with it, Heath, that can have a bit of bite to it? You know. Yeah. Well, accountability, I think, is a big, big part of what Bob and I are trying to create, actually, yeah. for ourselves and for others. And that's the uh, progression that we see in our uh, organization of helping people in the pursuit of their purpose and their performance is helping them understand, create that plan and a map for their life, for our life, because I'm using this. And then how do we get into the proximity of people that will help us push and or pull us along to achieve that final destination or outcome that our map of life, our form of life is laid out. And um, Bob, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. A great conversation, gentlemen. Thank you so much. For me, it's a. Uh, I think it starts with your mindset and your your belief whether or not you have control over your life, control over, or the life has control over you. So there's a there's a certain mindset that comes with that. And a lot of us start out from high school or from university, started to move through life. Then, and I'll use me as a prime example: as you buy a car, you get married you buy a house, you have a child, and then one day you're cutting the grass outside your house at age 23, 24 years old, and you realize that you've made these decisions without thinking it through. <laughs> or things have happened to you in your life and, and all of a sudden you find yourself in a spot and you start to ask those questions like, who am I? <laughs> like, how did I get here? What am I supposed to do? And, but there, I remember those years where those thought, those questions were uh, voiced with panic in them, like massive panic, because I hadn't intentionally thought through any of those questions, Heath or Harvey, before. It was just, I was just living, right? I was not intentionally control uh, of my life. I didn't have the mindset that I was supposed to be in control. I was just living day to day. And Thus became, you know, that became a great struggle for me for many, many years. And uh, it's, it's really a life, it's really a life quest because I've had to reinvent myself asking those questions probably at least five times and maybe many, many more times. And um, so I think they're powerful questions to ask. I think that for anybody listening to this, write the questions down and ask yourself those questions. The last, the second thought that I would have on that is if you do this on your own, it's almost like you're in this little box trapped in, in your own mind. And I, nobody has a more limited imagination than I, nobody has lower standards than me. <laughs> and uh, one of the great values of having Heath Stone in my life is he will not abide low standards. He will not abide 
small dreams. He'll always question because he's a really good friend and associate. He'll always question those things. So I think a secret to planning, a secret to purpose, a secret to answering those questions is to bring really good people around you and share your dreams, share your thoughts, ask the question, who am I, to your friends and have them articulate your skills, your talents, your what they see in you. Because a lot of us are, I know, I remember in my 20s and 30s, and maybe even today in many areas, I'm just blind. I'm blind to my stuff. And it's, but, but it's my good friends, it's my associates, it's my, the people that are in my proximity that I, that I hold dear and I trust, they'll tell me the truth. They'll hold me accountable. They'll help me create the strategy, help me create the plan, make it better, raise the standards. So that's a, a real secret, I think, in life is to find the people around you that will help you be better. Wow. Um, you've heard me speak probably almost at nauseum sometimes about the two most important laws that I believe there are in life. And that is focus, because what we focus on, we find, we feel, it grows, and ultimately we become. That's manifestation. Our focus is critical because energy goes where, fo sorry, where focus goes, energy flows. And proximity and who we allow in our life. And then it's not even just who. It's anything that goes into the five senses that we have as a human being, you know, or what I call the seven holes, like two eyes, two ears, a mouth, and two nostrils. Anything that touches our body that goes in as input has an effect in our life. And that proximity affects our health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So I really, really like the points that you've talked to and the, the importance of our mindset and to control the mindset triad of what we focus on, what our self-talk and our language is around, which creates beliefs. Those beliefs affect our actions, our physiology, the things that we do. So for us to really develop a clear plan, Mindset's critical. Being able to be congruent with who we really are. I struggle with this because who I am immediately then triggers fear of, well, what will other people think if I'm not what I think they think that I should be? So that fear of what others think or the fear of missing out. If we focus and surround ourselves with good proximity of people, places, things, we have just created our best chance to live an ideal form of life. Harvey, what's your thoughts on focus and proximity? Well, even picking up a bit on what Bob was talking about, and this is great, guys, um, is having people around you that uh, give you uh, feedback, feed forward. Uh, you know, there's been times where I've uh, kind of down on myself and or down on a circumstance and involve somebody else. And I remember talking to somebody, kind of pouring my heart out a little bit, and uh, I, I really valued them. And uh, they didn't uh, whip me over it. They didn't tell me I was way off. 
but they gently corrected me by uh, kind of realigning my focus and not jumping on my little my little bandwagon. And so I walked away from that conversation going, ah, I think I just heard, I think he just rebuked me. I, th I think he just corrected me. <laughs> I was off, but they kind of helped me focus on what I should have should be focusing on and didn't make me feel small. And that I find that helpful with a, a teammate. I, I love team sports generally more than individual sports play them both, but I, I love to compete with my, my teammates in practice. Not so that I'm, not that I'm superior to them, but their competition pushes me to be better. And that I love. When I'm a team member, it's the team's gonna win. But when I'm practicing, I'm with somebody that's running beside me. I wanna beat them in the race, not because I'm better than them faster, but I'm gonna be pushing myself to do my best. And that's what's so helpful about, you know, that being around people who sharpen you, who are very purposeful, they can be very candid, but they're wise. I, I don't need somebody to rain on my parade when I'm feeling it already, but I need somebody to challenge me, sharpen me, and, uh, and, and help me get, um, kind of get that, just what you're talking about, that focus again, because it's so easy to get out of focus, right? And the, the, in the game that you're playing, the, sometimes the competitor wants you to get angry because your anger will get you off track of what you're trying to do. Now you're angry to get back at them versus we're trying to get this ball across the line or into the net or whatever it is. So get it, staying focused on, on what you really want to achieve. It's great having people around you. I love that concept, Harvey, about that you playing as team sports and being on a team. I really think that when I work with organizations and businesses, a lot of them have departments and a lot of them have work groups, but they don't use, they're starting more and more to use the word team, but to actually, they're actually to help them take steps to, to build that camaraderie, to build that, uh, those, those common goal goals using common values and, and, and an exciting, motivating vision is a powerful, powerful thing that can take work and turn it from a mundane experience into a powerfully exciting experience for all. And individually, each person gets a chance to excel. And I've played on sports teams where I didn't enjoy it, even though the love the game, didn't enjoy it because of the teammates, because of the vision, because of the mission, because of the values. I've, uh, I think that I've tried to build my family with a strong, a strong mission, vision, and values. And each and every day, I try to make sure that that family experience has got some magic to it, as Heath would say, magical moments. And, and it'd be inspiring. Like the, the conversations around the table are inspired conversations. And these are all intentional actions that I've learned over the years. And I guess as broadly speaking, in terms of planning and purpose, I've, I just know that and I see this all the time is you're going to have some hardships for sure, but you're going to get through them for sure. But is that good enough? It's like playing on an average team. It's, it's not what I want. It's not the epitome of Heath. It's not the ideal thing we should be doing. It's not the ideal form of family. It's not the ideal form of business. It's not the ideal form of life. And I think that's, that's the specialness about us living here on planet earth is we've got an opportunity 
with the right mindset and the right people around us to actually be better, have more satisfaction, have true fulfillment, and be design our purpose based on our skills and talents and gifts. And and really be excited about getting up each and every day doing the things you should be doing. And going beyond just the word excitement, what's it even a better word than excitement? But you're actually passionate about getting up each and every day and moving into the world, doing what you're meant to do. These are powerful things. And that's what planning's all about, is you can have a boring plan, a monotonous plan, or you can have this exceptional ideal plan built by yourself, your own innovation, your own creativity, and, and supported by good people around you. I agree. I think it's, it was said, um, oh, my mind just slips me, who, uh, the author that said it. Great. It's called the, uh, the Gopher Principle. Do what you love with the people you love. Be the best at it then monetize it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, money, money, money's the last thing, right? Not the other way around. If you go for the money first, that's the wrong thing, I think. I, most- it's not, I think, it, uh, if, you, if you chase the money, you'll never have money enough. It'll always elude you. If you chase what you are gifted at and have been given as your natural talents and abilities, the money will chase you. And that is something I've actually seen through life in, in, in many, many, many successful men that uh, I've had the fortune of being around and learning from. What I also want to talk about is a concept that you and I were just talking about before our, uh, our uh, recording here today, and that is building an ideal team, right? Because what you just spoke about, and you, Harvey, as well, is that there's no I in team. Nobody is truly self-made. We've been magnificently woven together and created by God with many gifts and talents. And and then we add learning and growth on top of it. But the truth is we're all unique. We've been given different gifts and we can bring value to a team. And likewise, as you do to me and together, everyone achieves more. We bring value to others. They bring value to us. And iron sharpens iron, as it says in Proverbs. We get better by those that we are in proximity to. It'll also harm us if we make bad choices and surround ourselves or put ourselves in circumstances that are not good for us. And we'll also have the same compounding effect to the negative. So... I think it's a really critical uh, success factor with when we're, as we're talking about purpose, we're talking about how to create a plan. You better know what your team is and who they are, and they're going to help you achieve your goal. I heard Miles Monroe uh, uh, on a talk this morning say that anybody that does not help you achieve your purpose in life is not your friend. That is a strong statement. They are not helping you. They're not empowering you to pursue your purpose. They're actually deferring or slowing down your performance and your ability to achieve your ideal form of life. And this is really tough stuff. All of us have to make choices moment by moment 
of who we're going to hang with because that's going to affect who and what we become. Harvey, I'd like to hear your perspective on this particular one because you've worked with so many people and you're working with businesses that loneliness is a, is a massive epidemic in our society. I know as soon as uh, you get married, as a responsible wife, then you have children, then you have a house and you have your business. The very first thing we jettison, I'll speak personally, the very first thing I jettison is uh, I don't have any time for friends anymore. And, um, it became very, you know, you can be a very busy businessman with a busy family, but be lonely. It's like you're missing your friendships that you used to have. You don't have the time, you don't put the effort into them. And so I know that running a business is a lonely endeavor too. So like you're lonely, you, you can be lonely in your house, you can be lonely in your business too. And you know, that's not to say it's, it's ultra sad all the time, but it's, this I'd like you to speak to that is is how important is it to have those people around you and to to build that team because you you lose a sense of team very quickly in life it seems yeah thanks Bob I don't know if I have any answers uh, I have a few questions uh, in the midst of it too um, how do we grow closer to each other it comes with purposeful conversations where we let down our guards and we let people know uh, where we're at, what we're facing and our challenges. I had a friend of mine, uh, fairly well known in the Vancouver area, talk about an experience where he was flying on a plane. And uh, he was had the fortune of being in first class and he had a person beside him that was equally dressed as very successful. And um, so they got talking about what they were doing. And so one guy began, told all the things he was doing. And then the friend, my friend told all the things he was doing. And he said, at the end of it, we kind of, wow, that's pretty amazing. And then my friend, um, which he does, kind of let him in a little bit on his journey. Let him know some of the struggles he was facing. And then the other fellow who was a stranger just an hour before began to share some of his struggles. And he said, in the midst of it, we couldn't connect with our strengths, but we could connect with each other on our struggles. And he said, then all of a sudden we began to talk more openly and about where we're at. And so I find it comes, comes to a place of, Hey, can I be honest? Can I share? Obviously this is who I am. So I'm going to do it carefully. Uh, but are there people around me that I'm letting know just you know, kind of like you, Bob, your style is, Hey, I haven't been perfect at this. I haven't been doing this. So what happens is I get drawn towards you. Um, and so that is some of the first steps of, you know, getting past that loneliness is where we, we become, we let other people know who we are and, uh, and then they will in turn share a little bit of who they are and they're, now we can begin. Now this is the this is the secret sauce that gets the relationship going. Because that's really one of the uncommon truths about life is we all go through the same things. We all go through the same struggles. I'm sure Harvey, if you and I sat down, we would talk about marriage struggles. We talk about raising children's struggles. We talk about financial struggles. We all have the same struggles. And what a Keith and I have a vision of bringing people together to talk confidentially and honestly and openly about uh, business struggles and personal struggles so that so people can learn and grow 
challenge each other, but mostly be supported, um, support each other through their development um, as people, right? And uh, we, we think that we can do this with people all, you know, through the power of Zoom. You can br you bring people together from all over the world, all walks of life, all sharing the same challenges in life and all aspiring to be the best they can be. Thank you for listening today. We welcome you to visit us at www.theuncommontruth.life and find The Uncommon Truth on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Until next time, God bless.